Hello, everyone. Welcome to One Chore Report Podcast. 118 words. I can speak them. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games. Um, it's actually very early in the weekend this week. Uh, it's, it is a Friday night. <laughs> I usually don't record this early, but I was actually off today because um, because la- we have Labor Day coming up here. And I'm actually going to be working on Labor Day just because of how we have some stuff planned up coming in work or coming up for work, it makes more sense for us to work on Labor Day to kind of negate some of the the other business that might keep her from doing certain things. I won't go into my work too much, but but yeah, so I got to spend most of this Friday off. I, I just, I pretty much, like a lot of the last week or two, been just kind of chill. Played some Final Fantasy XV uh, comrades this morning, and then, uh, and then also, I finally finished up uh, Wii Ski. So uh, there's a quick play going up for Wii Ski this week. Um... I was probably about maybe like two thirds the way through the game at the time. I, I pretty much everything I say in that video is gonna pretty much stand, with the one exception of uh, the end of the game. Is so so the rest of the game for Whiskey is actually very relaxing, but the end end of the game gets kind of stressful. But I think I made it more stressful than it needed to be. Um, basically, in that game, you have like certain courses you go on and you get different ranks for doing those courses. Um, I maybe was prioritizing, I had, I had a misunderstanding of how one of the stats are being tracked when you're getting a rank and I was maybe prioritizing speed too much. I think there's a, like a, a score for a max speed, but it's not necessarily the speed at which you go through the course. Cause there's also like a time value in there as well. So I think as long as you hit a top speed, um, that gives you an S plus, And then you like, you can slow down after that. As long as you get under the certain time, you don't have to worry about the speed so much. So I was worrying about speed the entire time. Cause I kept getting bad speed scores when I was trying to like, you know, try to pace myself down a course, but still kind of move quick. But it's cause I never went super, super fast at any point. It's like, Hey, you get a bad speed rating cause you didn't hit a max speed. So it, it just was a little confusing on that part. But once I figured that out, I got through the courses pretty quick cause I, I knew I just had to, at some point hit a top speed and the rest of it, as long as I got under the time limit needed to get the maximum rank, uh, I was good. So, so I finished that up. It ends in a really cute way, actually. Um, some, I, I posted it on Twitter already. So if you're not interested in whiskey spoilers, uh, I guess skip ahead, like, I don't know, like a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, uh, when you're playing that game, there's a girl you like deliver some Coca-Cola to on brand Coca-Cola, some soda to, um, I think they literally say Coke and, uh, because she's, she got thirsty while trying to confess to her boyfriend. So you give that to her. And at the end of the game, it's, it's her getting married to her, to who was once her boyfriend. Uh, so it's just kind of a cute way to tie everything up. Uh, it, it, it it tied things up in a way I didn't expect Whiskey to actually tie anything up. I thought it would just kind of kind of end once you finish it. No credits, though, or at least I didn't see any sort of like credits, but I got the maximum score. There's like 160 uh, points you can get for doing different events and getting certain ranks on courses. So I got 160 out of 160, so I'm done. Uh, but there is Whiskey and plus Snowboard on the Wii, and there's also Go Vacation, which is kind of its own thing. I think I will check out Whiskey plus Snowboard, but I probably won't do it until I have my balance board back, because even Whiskey supports balance board stuff, but I, I don't have my balance board with me, so I didn't really get to spend the time with it that I that I wanted to. So I figured, hey, if I'm doing another Whiskey game, um, then you know I'll get Whiskey plus Snowboard, and then do and then get use the balance board. Um, and probably just play the snowboard part of the game or something like that. Uh, I, I did use that balance board with Snot or Snon White's, uh, Sean White's snowboarding on, on the Wii. And 
I wasn't a huge fan of using the balance board in that game, but that game is more of a racing game and has like a trick scoring system kind of thing, where in Wii Ski, that's not nearly as important. There are times where they do rank you on that stuff, but most of the time you're just kind of going down the hill doing your thing. So at some point, I think I will play Wii Ski plus Snowboard. Uh, whether that will be before or after I play Go Vacation is another thing. Then there's, you know, Yuji Naka's uh, Let's Catch and uh and uh fishing resort which i let, let's catch kind of, is kind of a different thing but it it does feel like it's in the same ballpark of just like kind of this relaxing thing although in the case of let's catch is supposed to be like you know you having conversations with the other neighborhood kids and stuff while you're throwing a ball back and forth and you know learning about these kids relationship to their friends and their parents i think so i think that game's a little more story driven where where something like I think fishing resort is just more kind of that laid back, go explore a place while you're completing certain objectives and stuff like that. So yeah, I look forward to to pursuing that stuff a bit more, but I'm having a great time going into the backlog of the Wii. Um, you know, I've, I've always been interested in the Wii, but you know, it's, 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 it's my favorite platform and there's such a variety of games on there and you know, you don't really get the big old AAA games that were coming out at that time. You know, you don't get the mass effects and stuff like that, but but for me, I, I didn't really need that. I just needed, like, you know, interesting things. Stuff like Curse Mountain and things like that. Like, Curse Mountain's not a great game, but I'm really, really glad I played it. Um, and so, you know, I, I love that kind of stuff on the Wii. And, and I feel like I can continue. I feel like for the next 20, 30 years, I will continue to be playing Wii games. As long as my, my well, my Wii didn't even survive, actually. The disk drive died on it. So I'm actually using my Wii U right now. Um, but at some point, we'll fix that Wii disk drive, I think. Um. Although I thought about it the other day because I bought that replacement Wii disk drive. Uh, I did not know if um, there is different disk drives for different models. So maybe I don't know if I needed to cross check that or not. But hey, the disk drive in that one's dead. So worst case scenario, you'll put the wrong disk drive in or something. I don't know. I, I assume if I put the wrong one in, it will be apparent before I actually start putting stuff in because it won't fit properly or something. Who can say? Uh, I've also put about in total. I think I think last time I talked, I probably put about like three to four hours into Final Fantasy XV Comrades, the multiplayer for Final Fantasy XV. I'm um, about eleven to twelve hours in now. I put I put a good chunk of time into it this week, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, in terms of gameplay, it hasn't really evolved too much. It is very much that Final Fantasy XV thing of you kind of manage your stance more than anything. So you're like, okay, I'm in the defensive stance, uh, or rather in in the in the case of um, the comrades mode, you're kind of, you have the you hold down the circle button, you need to kind of do auto combos and stuff. So you switch weapons, and if you hold down the circle button, your character will kind of move around and do what they need to do and attack. So you can kind of just plant yourself in the middle of enemies and hold down circle, and things will start dying. Uh, maybe kind of like an auto battle battle kind of thing. And then so if you're in the main game for Final Fantasy 15, if you're holding down the defense button, uh, Noctis kind of auto dodges stuff. And in comrades, you like put out a shield. And, and that shield lets you counter things, uh, but it does drain your MP pretty quickly in a way that uh, I don't think in the main game the MP feels like it drains as much. But you do get, like, basically as you play through the game, you get, like, different uh, job roles you can equip to yourself. And when you equip those, you get different stats. So so for a while, I was, I, you start with the healing job role. At least that was the one I started with. I don't know if it randomizes, but I think that's the one everybody does. Um and uh, you, you you get a big MP bonus on that. But I recently changed over to like the Bard class where basically you cheer to uh, give your teammates bonuses and things like that. Um, and that has a lot less MP than the, 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 the healing class. So, so things like defending and using the warp strike uh, actually is 
kind of more valuable now or like it, it kind of costs a lot more for me to do that because my MP bar is, is so much less. So I can only do like a few warp strikes before I run out of MP and things like that. But I'm really enjoying it. Like basically what you do, and I, I forget how much I talked about it last week, but uh, you have a kind of your central hub, which is the Stalem, And then you kind of go between uh, different outposts and the outposts initially are very dead. And, and so you kind of go there and sometimes people are there to talk to sometimes not. Usually there's two stores there already, one that sells clothes and then one that sells weapons, whether or not those weapons are useful, just kind of depends on where you're at in the game when you do that. Um, but what I found, and I, for a while I wasn't re- rescuing refugees because as I was rescuing them, I couldn't figure out what they were doing. Uh, those refugees would show up to certain towns and sometimes they're just NPCs that sit there, sit there. Sometimes they're NPCs with dialogue, but then you also can, uh, save town leaders and these town leaders, you, you basically, there's three of them per, it's not three per town, but there's like three per group of people. If that makes sense. Like a town can have multiple groups of town leaders, but in, in each of these groups, you can only have one leader. So they basically make you choose between one of the three uh, leaders and each each leader has their own buff. So so the two sets I have is one, uh, I had the choice between more gill, um, cheaper items at a specific shop or the ability to unlock a shop where basically I could trade items for gear. So I went ahead and unlocked the, 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 the extra shop one. And then the other one um, was like... Uh, treasure which is like uh just materials and stuff like in in that game you can upgrade weapons and stuff by using enemy body parts and things like that so if you get like a bomb fragment or a a animal's claw you can essentially use that to enhance your weapon stats so each stat can be enhanced individually so it's like oh attack defense uh uh, magic damage magic defense and then also like different types of elemental um resistances and things like that so so these people kind of automatically gather that kind of material so you can put it into your weapon and then the last one i got actually increased the amount of electricity you would get so i I talked about this last week but kind of the core progression of that game is there's a map and as you finish missions you get a certain amount of electricity that you can spend on individual parts of the map to kind of spread the map out unlock quests unlock items save refugees uh and and things like that so so i'm really enjoying it and i i've seen a few more people playing the game but it's still it's one of those things i can't say for sure that that game is dead because i'm already i'm in the low level content of the game so maybe just nobody's there in that low level content um but i get the feeling when trying to like queue for the daily quests and stuff which i think just kind of throws everybody in a big pool uh there's not a lot of people playing um but, you know, we'll see as I get further along. I, I looked up online. It looks like the first part of the multiplayer is about 20 hours. And then the second part, I got very vague answers about what <laughs> the completion time was. I saw anywhere between, like, 50 to 100 hours to, like, get through both the first and second part. So, you know, I'm about, you know, 12, 13 hours in. So I'd expect to be able to finish up the the main component of the, the first part of the multiplayer uh, and you know, in the next like five, five to 10 hours, which when looking at my map and how I'm filling it out and, you know, I don't know how much content there is after I complete the current objective I'm on, which is the kind of like the main overarching objective. Maybe there's like another outpost I have to go find or something like that. Um, once I like looking at the time, the, the what's left on the map and what I have left in terms of 
or what time I'm at. I'm thinking it's probably gonna be about 20 hours. That seems probably accurate. And then I'll, I'll probably go ahead and take a break, and then I'll go I'll go play that Fatal Bullet DLC that I keep saying I'm gonna do, which is kind of timely since I think the Switch version of Fatal Bullet actually just kind of came out recently. So so I won't be completely irrelevant talking about the DLC, the the final DLC for that game. Uh, I don't know if we'll do any content around it or anything like that. I I do feel like my my Fatal Bullet quick play was weak, but I th- I'd have to go back and watch it because I remember what happened is I kind of reset the my progress in the game right as I was playing to do the quick play and then I did the quick play for it and I was kind of stuck because I had reset my progress and it was there's there's a there's a big issue with, with how fatal bullet works in terms of um how the leveling system goes and like what the flow of that game is it has its problems um but yeah so so I think that's going to be the next plan in terms of RPG stuff and then we'll get back to Final Fantasy 15's multiplayer I think sooner rather than later I just want to go ahead and finish that up and, and kind of be done with 15 um and then maybe watch some of the extended media stuff maybe watch the anime or the movie i'm not sure yet if i want to do that but but i i think i care enough about the 15 lore to to go ahead and want to do that so and that's kind of what i've been playing this week uh in terms of news this week uh you know gamescom was going on and and quick note about gamescom and i'm I'm finding this more and more as time goes on and i've probably talked about this in the before like i'm just losing track of what cons are happening or not cons uh I guess it's con like conferences and conventions and stuff. I'm kind of losing track of when these things happen and when there's just so many of them at this point. Uh, and so it's like Gamescom's coming up and, and, and Anthony mission to me. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. It makes sense that Gamescom is coming up. Uh, not all of these are actually Gamecom related, I think, but, but they're in that general window. Uh, mainly trailers here. So um, I think dot emu they're they're working on wind jammers two and streets of rage four. Uh, I think both of those games, like, mechanically look good. Um, I think... And, I'm not sure what the problem is with this art style. People always say it looks cheap because it's, like, that weird Flash game-looking style. And they're not wrong. Like, I, I think people are a bit easy to kind of write a game off for looking that way, per se. Like, like you don't want to say, oh, this game's going to be bad because it looks like this. But at the same time, I think it's a little, a little weird to, to also be like, hey... It doesn't matter that this game looks this way. It, it's, it just kind of looks strange. I don't really know where I'm finding the words on it. I think I'm not a super big fan of the the style, but I think if I were to actually play the game, it wouldn't be a problem. I do like the character designs in the games. They look really nice. Um, Windjammers, I, I enjoyed Windjammers, but I really didn't get into it the way I thought I was going to get into it. Maybe it's just too hyped up or something like that. I don't think I'll check out Windjammers 2. I don't think I'm going to check out Streets of Rage 4, Rage 4 but you know... They look like they're they're fine games, and I'm glad they're coming along. I'm not really 100% sure why I have them on the list here, to be honest with you, but I did look at them. <laughs> um, there's also, like, Contra Rogue Corps, uh, Rogue Corps uh, uh, trailer. They put out a trailer for PvP. I think it's, I think it's like, 4v4 PvP, and uh, it, I don't know... Let's continue to complain about graphics. Uh, although, I, was, I don't think I was really complaining about the graphics for, for Windjammers 2, and... and, uh, and uh, what's that game streets of rage 4 um there there's a greater conversation for when jammers 2 and streets of rage 4 art style that i'm not that I'm, i don't know how to talk about right now so i'm just gonna pass over it um but yeah contra road corpse that game just looks real grungy i don't know if that's intentional i kind of want to play it like the game looks fun but 
I don't know. I haven't really played a lot of Contra games. I've only played the original NES Contra, so I'd be kind of interested in checking this one out. But, oh, it's like puke green and brown for some reason, like that entire game. And it's like everything just looks like so blurry. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that game. But yeah, PvP mode looked kind of interesting. Basically, it looks like you had four teams on, or uh, two teams with 4v4 against each other. And I think there might be like some score attack related stuff that's like, it was like, literally like, kill the bugs or something. So maybe it's like a score based thing. I'm going to guess you can probably shoot each other, maybe not for score, maybe to like disrupt each other or something like that. But. But yeah, that game just look, looks looks real grungy. Um, surprise, surprise! Yakuza three through five is finally coming to PS4 in the US. This is this these things have been out in Japan for a while, and given kind of like how the Yakuza series has been going in the US, I expected these a lot sooner. So I'm glad they're finally here. I guess maybe the big thing would be that I they they relocalized, I think all three games. Um, but I think Yakuza three in particular. Uh, that game had cut content originally on the PlayStation 3. Uh, and this this version of the game does cut some content. There's particularly uh, content related to a... I don't know what the correct term would be for it, but cross-dressing character. It's like kind of a buff dude who's dressed up in a skirt and kind of chased guys around. Uh, they took that out because they, they said it was insensitive. Um, I don't really know how I feel about that, but it's not really my business to get upset about it. And honestly, when it comes to Yakuza games, I pretty much just do the main story quest. So any kind of side content, like... It sucks that it's not there anymore. I get, like, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to really say, you know, whether it was smart to actually remove it or not. But I'm sure somebody somewhere probably would have been upset about it. Um, so probably was the smarter thing to do. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so so I'm not going to get the the digital release. That, so Yakuza 3 is out on PS4, but only digitally. And Yakuza 4 comes out, I think, later this year. But I think that's digitally only as well. And then so they have the Yakuza 5 physical release, uh, which will basically include uh three four and five with three and four being on one disc and then five being its own disc very strange like i don't know if, the, if all editions of the game are the limited edition or if it's only specific ones but they have a playstation 3 case for yakuza 5 in there which the reason why it's there i assume is because originally when they really released yakuza 5 for the ps3 in america they didn't have a a physical copy of the game they only had a digital copy of yakuza 5 from what i remember um so that's like a very specific thing to address all of a sudden. I just think that's kind of fascinating that they're just like, oh, here's your PS3 box for Yakuza 5. No disc for Yakuza 5 on PS3. So I don't really know. Like, like it's cool that you have the box, but I... I don't, I don't think it really solves the real problem, but I'm going to guess they probably were just... It's cool that they even acknowledge that. I assume that's why they're doing a PS3 box for Yakuza 5. Because, you know, it's if you if you bought the Yakuza series, it's the one box you're probably missing from your shelf. Uh, so it's cool they're doing that, but, you know, still no disc. Put your, you know, burn a copy of Yakuza, Yakuza 5 or put it in there or buy a Japanese copy and put it in there or something. So, I don't know. But I, I do want to play Yakuza 3 sooner rather than later. But uh, I'm going to go with the physical copy. So early 2020 will be the earliest that I can actually get that i think that's when the when it's coming out early 2020 uh admittedly i don't know when i would actually get to that game but the longer it stays on my collection the 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 less likely i am to get to it in the near future so so as long as i buy it near launch i think i'll be fine on on checking it out maybe check it out sometime you know mid next year or something like that that'd be the hope but you know i'm gonna get distracted by other things um Bandai Namco still pumps out their anime games all the time, which I'm mostly fine with. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul Call to Exist. I don't really like the aesthetics of Tokyo Ghoul, but the gameplay of it actually looks pretty fun. It's kind of like just one of those games that I think is 
has a lot of variety in how it controls mechanically, which is always like a big plus for me. So it's kind of like a brawler, but it also has like some shooting elements and, and there's like a lot of different movement options. It seems like depending on the character you're playing, there's also like a multiplayer mode where, where you guys can kind of run around and, and do stuff. There's actually a create a character thing for the multiplayer mode as well. So, so that looks pretty neat. I like to have a look at that game. I don't know if I'll ever play it. I think a lot of Bandai Namco games, I look at it and go, this looks cool. I would love to spend time with this. But I don't know if I'll ever get around to spending time with this, <laughs> or at least not at launch. Uh, there's nothing about them that like specifically draw specifically draws me in usually. Uh, but like Black Clover, there's a game for that that looked cool. There's a One Piece game that looked cool. I think Attack on Titans them as well, and that looks cool. But like they're just not top priority usually, so they kind of get pushed to the back. And honestly, I don't really feel the need to spend like sixty dollars on on one of those games like. They'll, they'll be fine without me. People people will buy that game no matter what because it's an anime game that is based off their license, you know? Um, so I'm not really worried about, you know, where my money goes with something like that versus, like, you know, Shining Refrain or whatever that game was called. I don't know what it was called. <laughs> the Shining Force game that came out that I bought because I wanted to support it. That one. I might, I might force myself to play that one soon, sooner rather than later. I'm a bit, I'm a bit undecided. I know I want to play a new JRPG soon. That's not Final Fantasy, its own thing. I just don't know what yet. So, but that's gonna probably come after Comrades is done. So, so I got a little bit of time to figure that out, figure out what I want to do. Tokyo Xanadu is still on my list. I want to play through Tokyo Xanadu. Um, so yeah, Tokyo Ghoul Call to Exist seems pretty alright. I like how it looks. Looks cool. Uh, this isn't a new trailer, but the, oh man, this name, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avengers. I don't know what that IX is. G See, I think I read somewhere how to pronounce it. And I don't remember. It's the IX at the end though. kind of looks like a nine, but it's like a lowercase I because it's a Japanese video game. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so, the, so basically what they're doing with that is they're, they're doing a limited run for that, um, through limited run games, basically for physical copies. So initially I was kind of uncertain if I wanted to pick up that game right away, but because it's a limited run game, I might go ahead and just get it, which I'm sure is a hundred percent the purpose behind it. Um, <laughs> but I remember Dragon, Dragon Mark for death actually had its physical copy delayed so i wonder if they're trying to work with the more reliable publisher let me see let me see i'm gonna grab my little dragon mark for death copy here that i still have not played but yet it still sits on my desk because i want to believe i'll play it um but it's definitely not happening anytime soon because final fantasy 15 comrades is coming out soon uh nighthawk interactive i think is the physical publisher for this thing and i think they had some production issues which just took time to uh to get through um, so, so hopefully with limited run games, the, the physical version doesn't fall behind the digital release. I don't really know the situation with Nighthawk. Maybe it wasn't particularly anyone's fault. Maybe they just kind of ran into a bad situation. I don't know. Maybe they just want to work with a different publisher. I think, I think any creates a Nighthawk or, uh, 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 limited run games may have worked in the past. I can't remember, but you know, I feel like that company any creates is very communicative with those types of companies particularly. So I could be wrong about that. And wrapping back around to Sword Art Online, Alicization, Lacorus, or whatever it's called. Uh, there was a new trailer for that. I went ahead and watched that. Nothing really new to say there other than uh, in the trailer, they showed um, basically there's like a stun and uh, kind of like a stun and topple thing. So you like stun enemies, then knock them over. And uh, because last week I was complaining about how enemies looked when they react to those hits, at least the stun and knockovers, the animations for that are fine. So maybe that's kind of the intention and just in that gameplay they showed it was just, you know, somebody whacking away at a body that 
or an enemy that wasn't stunned and knocked over or something, so it didn't look as good. I don't know. That game, I, I mean, I, I don't expect the highest of quality from a Sword Art Online game still, <laughs> more than anything. I'm going to guess there's gonna, probably going to be issues with that game, but I thought I would do my due diligence to say, hey, this game, you know, there is there are some attack an, or hit animations that, uh, that uh, actually, I don't know if I'd say look good. They don't look as good as the actual character animations, I feel like, so... So yeah, all those trailers are. I'll, I'll go ahead and link those in the article. Um, so are the the news post or, or the description, I guess, is what it is. So if you want to watch any of those, they are there. Um, and that's kind of it. Although <laughs> I do want to talk about one thing real quick, and I don't know if I really have anything to add to this. Um, but the the Dragon Quest Builders two director, less Square Enix, and uh, I think it it it's relevant because i think this is the like let me see i have one two three so this is the fourth person that's left square enix within like the last i think within like in less than a year like one of the fourth i don't know if i'd say major people but but it's definitely i guess i don't really know how often people are leaving square enix if people in like the directors and producer roles but but particularly you know you had tabata that left i think last year uh, you had Iwano from the Million Arthur series, he left, and then you also had the, uh, guy who was working, I think it was called Studio Estola or something like that, he was the Tales guy, he, 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 uh, left Square Enix as well, and so this guy in particular basically cited that, uh, he was burnt out, um, and he basically said he wants to get on a different development cycle from what Square Enix is doing. So what does that mean per se? I don't, I don't really know if that means like, Oh, he wants like a, a mobile game where you have like a longer term development cycle. But I mean, Square Enix is doing plenty of mobile games. So I wouldn't be like, maybe he didn't have the opportunity to move around within Square Enix to find different like development cycles. But I do wonder if maybe things aren't so great in Square Enix as a developer. I feel like Square Enix has just constantly been, uh, questionable in terms of how they handle their games, but you know, we're not inside that company. We can't really say for sure. Maybe everything's going great, fine and dandy. And these four people all decide to leave uh, their major product projects around the same time. Who can say? And maybe I'm just noticing that now. Um, but I feel like I feel like a lot of the big. I mean, admittedly, like uh, Iwano is not a super well-known name. I think within Square Enix, Million Arthur has its following, but not so much in America outside of the fighting game because. Million Arthur as a mobile game. I think it came out on Android here, but it, I don't think it was successful. I think like I think the, the U.S. version got shut down as well. Um, Tabata being a big deal. Uh, Hideo Baba I think was somewhat of a big deal, but I mean the fact of the matter is he didn't actually put a game out at Square Enix, so so I don't know if anybody really thought too much about it. Uh, and the Dragon Quest Builders guy, uh, I think he's I think he's pretty much just been working on Dragon Quest Builders at this company. Let me see if I can look up his credits here real quick. Live internet research. Let me see if I can figure out what video games this man has made. Copy paste. Is that right? Yeah. So, so this dude's name is Kazuya Nino. Is what it is. Yeah. And let's check out let's check out the movie games page. He worked on Etrian Odyssey apparently. Uh, so yeah. So he worked at Square Enix. He did some stuff on Final Fantasy fourteen. He apparently is the director of that Blackrock Shooter PSP game. I want to play that game eventually. It looked kind of interesting. But yeah, it looks like he pretty much, other than doing some work on Final Fantasy XIV, he's pretty much been doing Dragon Quest Builders this entire time um, at Square Enix. So, so yeah, I don't know. 
I love Square Enix, even during their weird time during the PS3 and 360 area where they weren't putting out anything great, but it's weird stuff. Nier came out during that time. It's great. Mindjack came out that time. I gave Mindjack a 3 out of 10, but I still love it. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for coming. Uh, in terms of, I, I went ahead and put up the uh, kind of game pickups thing on, on the website. So if you want to look at me, talk about I mean, first impressions with about 10 or 15 games that I, I bought then uh, go ahead and go there. The, uh, there's some technical issues with it in terms of like the camera not focusing quite properly, but that's just something I'm trying to figure out with it. Unfortunately, I didn't realize the camera wasn't focusing super well until I actually already rendered it out. And then I was like, oh, this actually doesn't look great. Maybe the, the preview of it window in, uh, in my video editing software wasn't doing the focus uh, or wasn't making the focus stand out nearly as much. So, so the beginning of the video in particular, you're going to see a lot of focusing in and out. But once we get into the gameplay stuff, you won't notice it nearly as much. I, I pretty quickly cut away to gameplay as much as possible. So, so if you're curious about uh, the games I picked up and just some quick impressions on them, I played all of them about 30 minutes to an hour. So I'm not just saying, you know, hey, I bought this video game. Cool. I'm, I'm actually giving some thoughts on the, the game itself, um, which is kind of my goal with that thing. Because I, I didn't really want to make a whole video for it. I'm just like, I bought Sin and Punishment. That's cool kind of thing. So I had a little time to be like, hey, this this game has like, you know, the jetpack thing where you can kind of fly around where that's different than the original game and stuff like that. So, um, and then uh, coming up this week, I have a uh, quick play for Wii Ski. So that's going to come out on, on Wednesday. And then a little bit of peek, peek ahead of time. Um, it looks pretty likely that the week after I'll have a video on Zenki. Um, it's not a full video, I will say. Zenki is a PCFX game as well. Um, continuing on the PCFX storm. Uh, this is just kind of, I would say, it's very similar to a quick play, but it's uh, Zenki is like a 45-minute game. So I was like, well, I could do a quick play and get to literally the level before the final boss and uh, and cut it there and be like, okay, play Zenki someday and figure out yourself. Or I could just play all of Zenki and commentate over it. So I basically pre-recorded myself playing through Zenki and then did some commentary over it. Um, so so if you want to see that, you can. It will be on the website in two weeks. I'm sure I'll talk about it next week as well. Um, but I, I pretty much have everything edited in here. The only thing I haven't done is rendered it out because I want to go ahead and record this podcast before I rendered it out. Because rendering out 45 minutes of video in HD uh, takes a little time. So, so I wanted to get that out of the way before I started uh, diving or get the podcast out of the way before I started diving deep into occupying my computer, rendering out a bunch of stuff at once. Whew, words. Otherwise, Tales of the Tempest is still going. I think we may have like two or three more streams for Tales of the Tempest. I'm kind of bouncing around the games I want to do for streams next. I, I'm kind of reconsidering some of the choices I had before. Um, looking at maybe Gun Valkyrie. Uh, because that's an Xbox game, which is, I haven't played an Xbox game since Full Section Warrior, and it's like kind of like a jetpack third-person shooter thing, so it's a bit different than um, the stuff I've been playing recently. I'm trying to just get away from some of the genres I've been, you know, from a tonal perspective, I've been playing a lot of survival horror, so I'm trying to move away from that right now, so I think I'm going to push off Martian Gothic for now. Um, I want to get away from action platformers and early 3D platformers because I did Doraemon and I also did, you know, Mega Man X3 and, and Kid Dracula. And then, you know, RPG wise, I don't want to jump into an RPG directly after Tales of Innocent or Tales of the Tempest. So just trying to kind of step away from some of the games I'm working on right now and then maybe check out that Gun Valkyrie game. Gun Valkyrie is not a very long game, so it won't last super long, I think. Uh, maybe two or three streams at most, I think. Um, 
but yeah, trying to figure that stuff out. I think uh, I kind of want to play a Call of Duty, but I don't know if anyone wants to see me stream Call of Duty. So, so we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I mean, I'm a very selfish man. I want to make content. I make content for myself. Uh, but Call of Duty, maybe the Wii version for Black Ops. Maybe that's what I'll end up doing. So, we'll see. Anyways, thank you for your time. OneControlReport.com is the website. And I hope you have a great week. Bye. <laughs>